Hey friends, this is Femware the Podcast, and I am Brianna Hansen, and this is the podcast where we talk, for the most part, about comedy and happiness, two worlds that I think should intersect more than they do. And uh, I say for the most part because I feel like maybe it's more like a comedic, maybe a more accurate way of saying it uh, is a comedic discussion of happiness. I like that better, don't you? Let's change it. A comedic discussion of happiness. I'm writing it on a post-it note right now. I have post-it notes up everywhere. Why? Because I'm obsessed with post-it notes and ideas and goals. And what are we talking about today? Goals, which include, which have ideas and post-its in them. Hold on. Comedic, comedic, happy, video of happiness. I'll remember it. Listen, I had to write that just now because I will forget it because I, I know myself. And because I know myself, I know how to be the most productive person that I can be at this moment, whether or not I'm actually doing it. I typically know how, how to trick myself into being productive or how to ignore elements of productivity because I've worked really long and hard at it. But that's why I also kind of know goals because goals and productivity are two sides of the same coin. It's actually, it's not a two-sided coin though. It's a a several-sided coin. You haven't actually seen it. It looks like a dice. It looks like a complicated dice, like a Dungeons of Dragons dice. That's what kind of it looks like. That's what a goals, that's what a productivity dice would look like. It's got goals on one side. It's got, you know, sleep on another because you need to sleep to be productive. Okay. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Friends. Okay. So we're talking about goals and I'm going to, the reason we're doing goals is because it's the beginning of the year. This is the new year. It's 2015. It's a brand new year, whether you're listening to this later in the year or whatever, as I'm recording this, it's the it's early part of the year, so everyone's talking and thinking and doing and goaling. Resolutions are the same as goals, so it's the same. New Year's resolutions could might as well be called New Year's goals. It's the same idea. It's the same idea. So everyone's talking about it, and the thing is, I love this time of year. I am a, such a goal nerd. I'm such a a nerd about I don't know organization. I think it's so exciting, and I know that's weird, but I I love. I think I love it because my mind is a little out there. It's a very, uh, if you know me, it's very creative and it's very bizarre in many ways. But it is, I've been able to create a world around me that's somewhat productive and, and highly organized because I'm so proactive about these goals. So I get excited because I have been able to manifest a lot of the weird inklings in my head into realities in some way or another because I've I've learned how to do it because I've created, you know, actionable, clear, good goals. So that's what I, I wanted to talk about goals. So people, I think the biggest problem, oh, do I start with problems? Do I start with problems? I don't know. I, I have a new I have a new picture of an artistic picture of Kurt Vonnegut. Um on my on my bulletin board near my uh, where I'm on my desk and so on my bulletin board is Kurvanik because I love him and um, I adore him and so I have a, a big artistic picture so from now on I'm going to be talking I'm going to I'm going to be talking to you and then when I need advice I'm going to turn to Kurt I'm going to say should I do that Kurt do I start with what people do wrong no you're just a picture. Okay. All right. Well, all right. This is, so I'll start with it. I'll start with it because that was the inkling. So people typically, the reason I think people don't get excited about goals uh, is because we have a negative connotation towards them. We tend to think of goals as, you know, as something you don't achieve. Is that terrible? Was it a terrible thing for me to say? I feel like though, more people don't achieve more of their goals than the people who do. 
even if the people who who do achieve their goals and their massive, you know, impressive goals, but they're only one out of a thousand goals that they made for themselves, people still see it as they did that and I did couldn't reach this goal. And then they give up on their goal and then and then they just slowly become complacent in their life. And it's just it turns sad. It turns real sad real quick. And I don't like that. I don't want that for you, for me, for anybody. Because here's the big trick about goals is they're personal, meaning you got to learn. Okay, there are definitely some tactics, which I, I can go over briefly here if you'd like. There are definitely some tactics of having a goal that will make it uh, that are somewhat universal in terms of they tend to have a great effect the greatest effect when they follow these certain tenets, like to create clear, actionable goals, meaning instead of saying, I want to lose weight, you say, I will lose 10 pounds by February 1st or whatever it is. So you have you know, a specific number set to a specific date, and then you can really get to work on it. And then you can say, how am I going to do that? You know, and you can, a big thing is you attach an emotion to your goal. So why do you need to lose 10 pounds? Probably... Most people don't need to lose 10 pounds. I mean, some people, I guess, could stand to it, but it, most people need to lose more than 10 pounds. If you're significantly losing weight, you wouldn't be like, I need to lose the last 10 pounds because people who say that are people like me who are like, and just like when I get slimmer, you know, I just like when I get in better shape. And then it's like, ew, gross. Why? Why are you not happy with your body? And then I'm like, no, I like my body. Then why are we doing that? Okay, so so that's, all right, so the... Meaning, all that to be said, it doesn't have to be weight. Obviously, it doesn't have to be weight-oriented or specific. But you, meaning, you need to have clear, actionable goals. That's a good thing to have clear, actionable. But uh, but what we do instead is we say, like, I want to lose 100 pounds, and then we don't, we don't do anything about it, or we start to gain a little bit of weight, and then we, we get mad at ourselves, we give up on the goal, no matter what the goal is, because because we don't have it so uh, emotionally attached to our out. We're not so emotionally attached to the outcome that we know every day what our motivation is for doing the goal, but also because we just um, we weren't you know clear or specific about how we're going to do that, so that our mind couldn't fill in the uh, the blanks. There were too many blanks to fill in. It was like a Sudoku puzzle. With uh, with not enough numbers, you know, there's just a one in one corner, and you're like, there's too many blanks here. That's what your subconscious said when you're like, I want to be a better person. The subconscious is like, all right, but there's so many blanks here. There's a almost infinite number of outcomes for how to do that. So then everything stalls out, and then you just like lose the ability to do it. So, um, so when you give yourself more, when there's more numbers to the stoku of how specifically you want to become a better person then your subconscious can just fill in the blanks that you don't foresee in the immediate creation of the goal. And that's when they work. That's when they work. So, um, so, but, uh, but the reason all that is a somewhat tangential, but a good tangent that I was planning on going on at some point in this to say that goals are personal, meaning just because there are these people that do workshops, myself included, that help you to create better goals. At the end of the day, the most important thing you need to remember is a goal is inherently very personal and how, how it works with you and how you're motivated by it is personal. So, and I mentioned this a little on the intro, if you listen to the intro that I published um, before this 2014, 2015, for more of the podcast uh, series, I mentioned that... Um, 
you know, I happen to be a person who is motivated by having a lot of goals. I don't know if this helps or hinders me. I don't know. Time will only tell. Hopefully, you know, 10 years from the future when we're all living in my empire, um, we'll be like, oh, no, maybe we should all have lots of goals or it, or just saying it worked for her. But for me, I get much more motivated by having um, a diversity of goals that I'm working on at any given time. And part of that is so that while I'm letting one kind of re- resonate and ruminate in my head, while I'm while I've reached some sort of plateau where I just can't work on something, I'm, it's out of my control or ability, I've got something else to work on. I, I know that I as a person with my energy level and my outcome and my desires and whatever, my just my my chemical makeup does better with that. I do better with having lots of goals. I know how to uh, how I can make having a goal work for me. For instance, for me, and this is for me, this is for me because goals are personal. For me, for me, having a goal that um, I, I need a lot of them, not a lot because I just make a ton, but I mean, if you looked, I, I'm not very good at, you know, I, okay, I hate going on this quick side note, but I have to say, I was listening to the radio the other day and they were talking about resolutions as they do at the beginning of the year and the DJ, uh, the lady DJ, the, the, the lady J, she was like, I have one resolution this year and it is to wait. It was something like to wait before I speak. And, and which is funny because she's a DJ. So it's like you speak all the time, but it was just the one resolution. Now for her, that could work. That could work really well. And, and if I were able to have, or told by the higher powers that I could only have one resolution, oh, you better believe I'll stick to it because I am all the energy that I have going towards lots of different goals would be going towards one and it would, and I would definitely stick to it. The problem with me is I would get so obsessed with it that I would feel um, somewhat lost and weird. Like I need, I just need lots more. So I, I thought about that and I was like, God, just to have one, to have one goal? Oh boy. But I know for me that that, that what goals do for me. So I have like a little plan, you know, a few months in advance. I know at the beginning of the year what what the overall idea for the year is. Then I have a plan for my the goals I want to accomplish in a month. And, uh, and you know, the year and the month tend to complement each other in many ways. The year reminds me of certain things that I need to do just to keep certain things going, like to... I typically don't have on my on my several month in advance goal schedule, for instance, like keeping in shape or working out, but I have on my year something a very specific goal uh, related to that. So so that okay, so that's how they they work. But it's uh, oh, I just made it so complicated. But I say all that because I have spent so much time caring about this and working on it that I figured out a system that works for me, and I love it. I think it's great. I think it's you know. What goals do is they're a reminder that you're not stuck in whatever situation that you're in. Life is always changing. So, you know, you're not stuck in the situation whether you want to be positive or negative about it. You're, you're not stuck there at all. You're, um, you're going to get out of it because life changes. But what goals do is they give you a sense, for me, their sense of empowerment especially in the kind of entertainment, the kind of ugh, the entertainment world culture that I live in, the creative world and culture that I live in. I, and then I have a career and a blossoming career and I don't, um, I don't have a lot of control guys. I don't have a lot of control. <laughs> I don't have much of any control actually. Oh God. But what I, but what I, the things that I do have control over 
like my attitude and my outlook and my motivation, I can do that. I can say to myself, listen, I can say, I, I cannot say you will be, well, you know, I could, I could say that. I could say you're going to be, um, you know, opening, you're going to be doing a five minute set on Letterman by the end of the year. I could say that. The problem is, for instance, like Letterman's not going to be on the air. So if I had said that, then I, I there's all these other factors going into it that I don't know. And and then if it becomes my one, you know, tunnel vision focus, that's it. Then um, I, I just don't have control over it. The biggest example I'll give you is this. So when I, I think I've talked about this before, but I'll mention it again. I used to live in Chicago. And when I lived there, um, I was there for the creative and comedy community. And it was amazing. It was wonderful. I, I so cherished my time there. But one of the big things, obviously, at Second City in Chicago is to get swooped up for SNL, um, Saturday Night Live, you know? And and I knew um, the people there at the time who were swooped up for that and, and many of whom afterwards were swooped up for it. And, and for me, I was like, but here's the thing, like, I don't have control over that. I don't, I don't want to sit in a system for me that where I have to sit and wait for other people to tell me to validate me in some way, to say, oh, you're a good sketch comedian or you're a good comedian now because you're on the show or because you did this. Instead, I was like, well, there's things that I can do that are within my power to create and I can just be, I can just be doing that. Obviously, it's worked out okay for me. It's also worked out a little better for some of my friends who are on Saturday Night Live now or various other shows, um, which is, which is wonderful. In no way is that, uh, bad for me. It's great for me. The more the a rising tide raises all ships. I'm all for that. I'm just saying I'm I'm you know, I don't I don't know what the answer is. That's what I'm saying. So I, the point being I have always operated from the assumption of like, okay, what are the factors that I do have control over? I know what I want my ultimate outcome to be. And whether or not that ultimate outcome involves, you know, these specific steps on the path, I don't know. It's more important for me to keep the ultimate goal outcome in mind than it is to obsess over a specific step along the path. So it's more important for me to have this, these, these uh, ultimate career goals that I, that I do than to absolutely need certain things. Having said that, uh, along the, uh, uh, certain things, meaning I need to be on this show by this age or whatever, because I don't have control over that. And if I put all my power and all my my attitude towards something I don't have control over, sometimes it works out, guys. Sometimes it works out. But but when it doesn't, it feels so not just devastating, but disempowering. And that's the last thing a goal should do is make you feel not powerful because you are. You're so powerful. Goals should should make you remind you that you can change and that you can progress and you can improve, and that's why they're so exciting to me. Um, you know, and and I do. For me, I have a problem with creating too many and creating them to be too ridiculous and big and and stuff. But I I think for the most part, you know, it just it helps set you up to succeed little by little, even if it's just a tiny goal. Like to tomorrow, I'm gonna wake up at seven. So I can get more done. I'm going to get out of bed at 7. I'm going to be out of bed at 7 a.m. That's it. That's all that I need to do tomorrow. Then once you've done it, you're like, hell yeah, I did it. I did that thing that I said I was going to do. I mean, it's kind of like building trust within yourself. There was a thing that I said I was going to do, and I did it. I, I can do things I say I'm going to do. What's next on the docket for what I say I can do? And then you just keep growing. And then eventually you're like, I can take over the world because you're pinky in the brain.
The point being, <laughs> the major, major point being is goals are personal and and I think it's exciting and I think it's it's good and everyone should be creating goals constantly and checking in with them. But but if if you've never, if it's overwhelming, like just, I don't know. I want to help you, by the way. I want to help you. I just I opened a new business, and this is this is not a, all been one advertisement for the business. But if you are like, I just don't know how to create and help goals, like, dude, BriannaHanson.com, ReasonableRevolution.com. I will help you. Um, that's what Reasonable Revolution is the name of my new business. But it's I I want to help you with that. But that because I like it so much. I like it so much. Oh God, I'm telling you, those when I see a, a fresh planner or a a blank notebook. Oh man. Oh, Kurt, look away. Look away, Kurt Vonnegut, because this is embarrassing, <laughs> but it is exciting. I just, uh, I like goals. I love this time of year because people are talking about resolutions. And to be honest, I get a little bummed, you know, in early February because so many people have given up on the resolution. And then, and then to think that for the rest of the year, they're lingering with this feeling of not being as powerful as they could be is just, it's sad because you are powerful and you can achieve whatever you set your mind to. You just have to learn how to do it right. And you have to be okay with the fact that you're going to fail at it. And so, you know, improve from there. So yeah, (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I do know what else to say. I just, I'm going to be talking in circles. So I I just, I hope this helps you with achieving goals. And the, I guess here's the last thing that I'll say. Um, goals don't have to happen on some arbitrary timeline. That is so important, so important. In fact, I think I'm going to – I'll go into it later. I'll go into it at another time on a different podcast because I could go on and on about timing and timelines. But I don't uh, – you don't, it's great. I think it's great that people wait till February or, or till uh, January uh, 1st before they start big goals. And it, and it does in some ways make sense because of the holidays, you're not on your schedule. It's atypical times. You see family, whatever. I get it. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. But I, I think, you know, there is no arbitrary time to do it. So just, just do it. Just choose that tomorrow is the day that you're going to change your life for the better. Choose that tomorrow is the day that you're going to be empowered. Shoot, start now. Start now. Why can't you start now? You can celebrate at 3 p.m. on a, every Tuesday, your anniversary, or whatever time you're listening to this. I mean, there's just no, there's no right time to start it. There are times that are easier, and there are ways that are easier that will lead to, you know, typically more successful achievement of the goals. But the thing about a goal is if it hasn't been achieved and it's still within your power, well, shoot. Go for it again. You tried running up the hill one one way. That path wasn't any good. The hill's still there. There's still a working path to the top of it. Try again. Figure out another one. All right. That's it. That's all for now, friends. Uh, BriannaHanson.com. I mentioned uh, ReasonableRevolution.com. Um, I will do my best not to pimp that every time, but that is, I mean, that's literally what I'm doing is I'm coaching people to become more productive and organized. So uh, anyway, uh, okay. Uh, that is it. I will see you in next episode. And this is, this has been really fun. Thank you for letting me nerd out about goals. Okay. Have a great day. Bye.